Hey, hello. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Hi. This is gonna be a quick episode here at Unscripted Gaming. Um, we've got some hell That's divers right. to play. We, we've got to dive into hell. Okay. That's right. My name is Ray. Who's that over there? I'm we, pointing at him. Josh, what's up? Hello, everybody. No, shut up. No soliloquies. Who's the other guy? Mike. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> we got a smash and grab episode <laughs> we, to do. We gotta right. go. We gotta go. We're looting. Listen, we, the bugs we've, aren't we've got we've got from the time it takes to orbit until the time we hit planet side to get this podcast done. Let, let's okay. The reason why we're rushing is because there's a hot new game out. It's called Hell Divers Two. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. It is Starship Troopers without legally being Starship Troopers, but it is the movie version of Starship Troopers. That's all you need to know. It's funny. Oh it, right. It's also like legitimately hilarious. I think I think I've also seen some some people on the uh, the the formerly Bird app, you know, in who were involved with Starship Troopers, uh, winking and nodding to the game already too, just being like, "Hey, this is pretty, this is pretty cool." Legally distinct yeah. game. I, I took would you like to know more? I took Mike's advice and I watched the opening video of this game. I'm like, okay. I see. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I think I'll go ahead and give this game a little bit of money. It's only forty bucks as well. All right. Be so this is going to be quick because we want to get into playing that. The game is so popular, uh, they can't keep the servers online. Like quite literally, they cap their servers at four hundred fifty thousand people on the Steam version, and I think that's a similar number on the PS5 version, which is a good problem to have. Also a bad problem. Okay. To have. Ray, he, this and DJ this, Khaled this is something that, given success. your industry knowledge, like mm. you might have some insight into. But I, I was having this conversation the other day when when Mike and I and a few other folks were playing the game, and like yeah. with everything being the way that it is these days, and like cloud based, uh, you know, hosting and managed software from like third parties, nothing mm. being on your own servers, your own blades, you're not actually having to go out and rent or buy physical hardware and like jack it in to get it up like how is it that they have not been able to you know work with sony or work with whomever to like just increase the capacity you know an extra 20 percent kind of on the fly like i guess is there something deeper that is stopping them from doing that or is it just if we pay this it has to be for x number of time and if it doesn't go on then we're holding the bag like what I, I'm sure it's there are a hundred different reasons, but like, what is stopping them from just saying, "Hey, let's buy twenty five percent more server capacity for the next quarter, six months, I, you know, whatever." Um, yes, there's a lot of answers to that, so I'll give you the two biggest ones. Um, the two companies I worked for that were live service games. I mean, not the two companies, the two games I worked on that were live service games. Um, they actually did own their own server farms, so if they needed to spin up, they just actually bought the hardware. They had to go buy more up. hardware. Yeah, oh, um, and also, uh, if you do not own the hardware, those contracts are deep and server farms are not cheap. So you're asking this relatively small studio who is selling their game for 40 bucks, and they never intended for this game to get as big as it is. And they're like, the moment we sign a contract with, like, we'll say AWS, the moment we sign some contract with AWS or Microsoft Azure, and we spin up 20% more servers, how long is that going, and how long are people going to play, and how deep in the hole are we about to be in hopes that it's going to stay this popular? It's a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah. So... 
they need to find other ways to actually manage the players. Now, I did read earlier, and we talked about this very briefly, they do not have a checksum in their script to actually kick people off that are idling, which is going to take up a bunch of queue space on their server space. They yeah. needed that script before the game launched, but then again, you know, now that we're talking about that, I am kind of sympathetic to the fact, like, they never thought the game would get this big. They're like, oh, crap! Right. Accidental banger! And now they... They, they're trying to find ways um, you follow their Twitter they're like trying to find ways to like how do we correct this because we want people to play we want people to enjoy it but it's an even worse experience when they bought the game and they can't play it like you don't want that either so um, that's the reason they're, they're doing the constant cost benefit analysis of how many people are actually going to play this game for we'll say one quarter that, qu that quarter of cost for server space that doesn't go away you have to still pay for that. And some contracts, they're like, no, one year. It really depends. Um, so, so that's I the also have to... Sorry to cut you off. That no, you're, you're I cool. I also have to bet, like, that, you know, you're going from, like, like, that problems... It's a situation of scale sometimes where something mm -hmm. that was not a problem at 5,000 concurrent players... <laughs> becomes a very different kind of situation at, at 400,000. 300, yeah. 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 Like, so just those kinds of things that you never, and that you could never obviously test for that because you can yeah. never simulate that kind of. I will strain. say, you know, in, in a positive for the game, you know, obviously longevity, you never know, but I do think that there have been a lot of games in the last few years that have been trying to fill this, like, four-person co-op squad-based like shooter niche and just like have not been hitting and mm -hmm. this is the first game i've seen in a while that like is is bleeding into like the general discourse like i've seen people on tiktok like you know girlfriends posting about like how do you talk about hell divers with your boyfriend slash husband like you know that kind of stuff All it feels like the last one since like elden ring to like break into like the larger barrier yeah of... yeah like I'd even that, yeah. even power world with as as crazy as that got like was in the gamosphere and like with the gamers it, it did not bleed into even like you know spouse content on twitter um instagram tiktok or whatever so there's 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 something about it that has really caught the cultural consciousness right now in this moment yeah, well, if I could just very briefly touch on Pal World, the difference between Pal World and this is Pal World is Pokemon with guns, but by the time you play Pal World enough to finally get a gun, you've dropped at least six, eight, depending on what you're doing, ten hours into that game, and you're basically playing Ark Survival, but with really bad Pokemon mechanics. Yeah. Um, this game of like, no, listen, MFR, this is just Starship Troopers. This is Mr. Verhoeven Starship Troopers, and we're leaning so hard into this skid. And then you play the game, you start the video, and you're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. What, we can play with our friends now? Thumbs up, let's go. Crossplay? I can play with the PS5 people and the PC people? Oh, we're all hopping in here, we're shooting some bugs. Yep. I think if I had to say the word pal world to my wife, I would have, I would... I would just have to kill myself. One hundred percent. I just would Commit do it right on the spot. I would do it. If she's like, "Do you know about this?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's Power World." <laughs> that's, just, that's what. It, that's how it would go. Sorry, Guys, I want to um, 
since we're doing a smash and grab, I want to talk to you very briefly about, like, the big Microsoft thing that they kind of teased via a podcast. Speaking um, of people who can't play uh, Helldiver. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Microsoft out here catching strays and taking L's without even getting mentioned? <laughs> I like how Microsoft, during this big release, that everyone, everyone thought, like, what's going on? What are they about to announce? Are they about to leave the hardware business? Are they are they going to kill Game Pass? I don't know. Just a bunch of theories coming out of there. And then it turns out they're just like, nah, we're just going to start letting some of our first-party exclusive games go to other platforms. But you have to guess which ones. Yeah, we won't, won't tell, tell you, you which ones. Uh, what the... F- That's so great. It was like worse than a Nintendo Direct. It's Very funny. Honestly, love it. Yeah, and uh, it was so scripted. And they said, "Oh yeah, but we also have Power World. Isn't that great? That Xbox has Power World, and it's like the worst version of Power World. <laughs> it's as opposed to thirty-two players in a big server. It's four people. Yeah, I, man, the the Xbox Microsoft discourse in the last few weeks has been. So frustrating, so, in I love it. in a in such a stupid way. We lost Tim Dog. Tim Dog is not happy. Here's he, not the, Tim the, thing, Dog. the thing that bothers me the most though about it is you've got fucking speak on it, Jade. You've got you've got crusty, sweaty gamers getting pissed off about the absolute wrong thing. Meanwhile, you have nearly two thousand people losing their jobs, and everybody's like. Mm, but maybe my Game Pass games are going to go on to another platform. I'm like, fucking great. Like, stop gatekeeping, you loser. Like, <laughs> Microsoft is the ki- Microsoft gamers are the kings of gatekeeping. It's all they know. I it's don't all they have. Get it. Because, mm-hmm. like, Phil Spencer was out there in, like, 2015 being like, I want my games as many places as I can. Like, they were talking about getting Game Pass on the Nintendo Switch in, like, 2018. Like, that that was in serious discussions. Like, I feel like Microsoft has been kind of announcing that, you know, they, they said, hey, every first-party Xbox game is going to come day and date to PC on Game Pass. Like, they have been showcasing that this is not for, an overnight no it is thing, it has been constantly talked about like yeah. again phil spencer for years has been like i don't care where you play my games i just want you to play them like i i don't understand why xboxers get so fucking fired up about it again while imagine you have 2, imagine thousand people losing their jobs and i just i don't Imagine you have that 2003 Xbox PlayStation console war mentality and you never grew out of it. You're you're just like a 40-year-old man and you never left that mentality. That's what that like group of people is like. Maybe maybe mm. it's because I'm a PC elitist and I like I don't get it anymore, but I'm like come on. Like you have got to be kidding me. Speaking of which, uh, one thing they announced during that Microsoft thing, they're like, oh, yeah, we're still staying in the hardware business. The emergency podcast, which, again, I know you already said it right, but just 
Very funny that the corporate response to something these days is emergency podcast. That's something we do, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not something I, a three that's, trillion that's we, dollar that's company. Do. That's not that's us. That's not that's that's not your co- you know, my culture is not your costume. Like <laughs> <laughs> Guys, emergency pod. We lost Tim Dog. Everyone's pissed. <laughs> That's so good. good. Phil Spencer good. doing the Oppenheimer face, knowing that he lost Tim Dog. <laughs> good but, gravy. Um, That's great. Um, did you guys watch that projects. press conference? The, the press conference. I'm sorry. Did you guys watch that podcast? I'm I sorry. Did. I did not. I ripped. Like, I remember seeing Video it getting announced. Podcast, I did not actually watch it or listen to I, it or consume it in any way. I watched and it was it was dumb. It, 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 here's the big takeaway from it, and you've already said it. Uh, they're not leaving the hardware business. Which, of um, course, they're not. Right. Um, they're not going to change anything about Game Pass now. Of course, uh, of course they're not. Like they're hinting, they're dropping the briefest of hints, like little little seasoning of like Phil Spencer has not abandoned the idea of um, um, a handheld something, whatever it is. Like the Steam Deck and Switch has shown that there is a handheld market that they are not tapped into. Uh, Godspeed to Microsoft. Every time they've tried anything hardware that wasn't Microsoft, it's fallen flat on its face. So. Maybe they figured it out. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. And they did, as Mike said, uh, we have four new games that are Microsoft exclusive, relatively recent ones that will be coming to Switch and PS5. And which ones are they? They literally just wouldn't say. Phil Spencer in a cheeky voice said, I'm just not going to tell you because those guys have their own marketing things that they want to spin up. And it's like... Probably one of them's Hi-Fi Rush, which I actually did revisit a couple days ago, to because I'm still playing through it, and that's a really good game that should be on Switch. Like that is a very Nintendo Switch energy ass game. It's great. Uh, I suspect there's a Nintendo Direct coming soon. I, I think they announced think one today, we'll didn't they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's one I coming on like the be... 22nd or something. I'm gonna bet we'll get we'll probably hear some of those games there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that seems like a safe bet. Um. There, there's, you know, if I was a betting man in the betting market, um, I would say Starfield is not long for being an Xbox exclusive. I think I already saw something about them announcing PS, PS4 or Switch. Like, I, I feel like I saw that, or maybe, maybe I was just being speculation. But I thought I saw it's, some. It's that was the one that kind of kicked off a lot of the speculation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think Ray's. I think to Ray's point, I don't. I don't think that's a stretch at all. Now. I think this is something else I want to mention real quick in mm. connection to the, ex- the the almost comical number of layoffs that have happened just since the beginning of 2024, which is yeah, not a yeah, long yeah. time. Uh, we've already had have had you know a lot of them are because of the Activision Microsoft purchase, but mm-hmm. um, you know we've had thousands of like layoffs already this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just, you know, especially Microsoft wanting to get their games elsewhere. Sony announcing that, like, this year is really going to be, like, a pretty quiet year for them because all the, all their people are already developing for the PlayStation 6. Mm. Uh, it's just, like, these games are just so high risk. Um, it's 
just like the development model is like is more hell divers too right like (laughs) the the triple quadruple a development is just so completely broken Mm -hmm. um that you know you could be like the suicide squad people who have been making that game since 2015 or whatever and it comes out and it's just a complete (laughs) dud uh and that's just like it's just the the scale of that investment is just so insane that I think we are a lot of these kind of adjustments I think are especially like now that we're not in a free money environment anymore mm-hmm. that companies are like okay we gotta everybody's gotta get really cool with double A games really quick or else we're in trouble but also that's not gonna happen because gamers are unreasonable yep. that, that, when we, to, we so. to the thing you're just pointing out I have it loaded up on my screen right now a $40 game that is breaking records and all it did was just be a decent video game and that that is the sustainability that needs to keep happening the the type of like let's just make a game and there's a bunch of creative directors maybe one or two they're like here's my idea like as much as as much shit talk as i personally give pal world at least it's a functioning video game that was depending on who you ask sustainably made um really depends on who you ask but yes there there can't be like okay i i do want to touching on layoffs um so many of the layoffs have been the Embracer group, and so much of that was because the Embracer group, this is known, this is not me doing false accusations, they needed literally billions of dollars of a Saudi oil group that was entering the video game space. They needed billions of dollars of that money, and then that fell through, and now because that fell through, you're just seeing thousands upon thousands of people under the giant Embracer umbrella just like getting laid off. Yep. And, and the CEO, I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I don't know if I shared it with you. The CEO uh, said that um, people should get used to the fact that layoffs are just going to be a normal part of this industry now. And it's like, my brother in Christ, you're the problem! Yeah, we don't have to like that. Yeah. Uh, there's There's a reason why like the industry got away from the old models of like staff up, release game, spin down, lay everybody off and hope they got hired back for the next project because like it's not sustainable in no, a modern working environment for people to keep doing that over and over again. So like, yeah, of course they got away from that and got used to like stable jobs and consistent employment and studios that were ready to either support the current game or or immediately spin up for the next project like mm-hmm. you can't just say like oh I'm we're going to be cool with layoffs again and and you know anytime a company has a massive hiring boom because of success or whatnot you're going to have people in the back of their mind who go yeah, but if it doesn't last, like, am I going to jump ship and move house because, you know, we bet on the wrong horse and they staff us down immediately or in, you know, three months? Did you see that article that was just posted today that a lot of tech, 
companies are wanting RTO return to office, and then like within weeks they are having layoff waves of the same people they demanded for return to office. Yep. I wouldn't Absolutely be surprised insane. if like if that if like a return to office stuff is often used as like a soft layoff kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm gonna institute, you know, a draconian return to office kind of policy very suddenly with the ex- express purpose of getting people to quit without having to pay like a layoff severance or whatever. That I think you're right. I've seen that type of article like thrown around for like several months of that's one of the secret reasons they have it because layoffs are actually expensive mm-hmm. uh, in the very short term. They're extremely expensive in the very short term. Also, Riot Games had that huge layoff wave and you don't... And, and Okay, Riot, the reason why Riot Games had a huge layoff wave is actually kind of interesting and telling. Um, it's not that the company wasn't making money. Riot, Riot Games made like money hand over fist in 2023. Uh, Tencent, their umbrella company, though, did not make money. Um, and Mama Tencent said, uh, we need, as Josh said, we need you to be really cool with the fact that we didn't make money. You are doing good. Good for you. We own you, though. So, uh... <laughs> and I'm so seriously awful. not it's having pretty a bad, good time. Yeah. I'm seriously not having a good time right now, so... Yeah. Nobody can. Yeah. Like, uh, I... The math was did in this article I was reading. I think it was either Kotaku or Polygon. Uh, Riot made so much money in 2023 that if you divvied it up and paid the employee each employee would have made six hundred thousand dollars after tax (laughs) and and, how is that not enough it wasn't enough for 10 cent and i i i don't know that's so weird hey yeah so I don't know what the lesson to that is. Maybe don't get in bed with like giant Chinese conglomerates. I don't know. Or Saudi conglomerates. Or so- hey, you know what? That is a big we- lesson. As someone that has incidentally worked for the Embracer Group two different times, yeah. unbeknownst Josh, I think to me. To tell Ray about the the unscripted gaming jersey deal. Ooh, wow, yeah. Should we do that later? Yeah. Uh, Alibaba. Have you heard of them? I've- <laughs> 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 no, I we check right, out this Timu app, guys. It's, really <laughs> it's Temu, okay. Temu. I'm, the I'm fucking sick and Super tired. Bowl taught you it's Temu. Um, I'm sick and tired of not shopping like a billionaire, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've had it. Oh god, for too long. Oh like, no. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, we're we're not launching unscripted gaming on Billy Billy anytime soon. So I don't even know what that is. That's their YouTube. Um, oh, anyway, what a horrible ass name! <laughs> what a weak ass name, Billy Billy. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, we kind of talked about you we, know, we talked about hey. this though. Is is in the in the the podcast that Ray and I did without you, Mike? We we did get into kind of like. We talked about some of the Saudi investment fund, um, mm-hmm. and just like how it has been so. That un- bought us out, right? Yes. Those they, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> investment notice, uh, by the way. No, but just like <laughs> it, it's happening in soccer, it's happening in other sports, and like you got these large 
nationally semi-funded organizations that are looking to diversify, that are looking to, you know, as they call it in, like, soccer, like, sports wash or game, you know, they're trying to class up their portfolios and make them look like they're doing such a good thing. But it's like those groups are so volatile because they will just move to the next thing because all they care about is they don't even necessarily care about the profits it is about what it does for their image and the second it does not serve that narrative they're out it's just imaging it's not great yeah so money looks good but it's a trap but it's it's also it's also hard to like turn down those big investments too when you have the big idea like you have people who have big ideas or you're like we start to see some success and we, we just need that little extra little bit to get those extra you know 50 staffers to make the next game or to to support this in perpetuity rather you know being able to put out weekly content instead of saying hey here's the game sorry about you like i, I get it it's a tough spot but i, I don't know they're there has to be another answer, and I don't know what it is, but like the the sustainability of the mid the mid I mean, and even upper tiers games industry like relies on being a little more creative with how we fund and think about studios and their longevity. Yes, right. I kind of feel like you know not to put this whole thing at sony's feet because it's not their whole it's not their fault i just have a i just think these games are not fun uh so i'm gonna be mean to them i think i know I what think, type of sony <laughs> game you're talking about i think spending 1.2 billion dollars to make a sad dad over the shoulder third person action <laughs> game again uh and then remaster it four years later. <laughs> I just I don't think that is gonna really do it. What if they remastered it again though? Like again, oh, again. That's the remake, you know. Oh oh oh, the remake. You get, them, you get the you release it. You get the remaster, then you hit up the remake. And then you remake the you remaked it re envisioned. The the revi- oh man, don't even joke. I think that's probably gonna happen. <laughs> Like I, anyways, in good news for like good Sony projects, um, one Hell Divers, two in one week from now, Final Fanny Seven Rebirth, the Final Fanny, cannot wait, the Final Fanny, Final Fanny, Finny, Finny. British people, stop listening to our podcast right now. This just became <laughs> very inappropriate. I I, so I have been avoiding all that. There's a free demo out right now to anyone that has a PS5. Don't care, going in blind. Cannot wait. I love Remake. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Give me Young Cloud. Go ahead. Ruin the internet, Young Cloud. There's a Young Sephiroth oh, there, too. No, it's I, done. I, it's I, I over. It's it. over. I, I, I wasn't going to say a thing. I wasn't going to say a word. I just, I just wish I knew. I just wish I knew an approximate PC date. Probably they, two years. Typically two years. The, the last one was one year. But, like, I'm not buying okay. a PS5. I'm not. I just yeah. – I can't justify it. I cannot justify it for one game. But, boy, but boy howdy, am I am I feeling a little, <laughs> feeling a little itchy. I'm feeling <laughs> – They really itchy. just took, like, 
the twinkiest twink little screen cap of Cloud, and just he be has, like, oh, here you go. And he has lip gloss on. Like, people just went like, <laughs> like, fit. oh my god, it's, the, the, not, the, it's not good. Uh, the screen knew exactly what they brother. were doing. They're like, here, here you go. By the way, the pre-order button's down there. You people know what to do. Harold. <laughs> oh, good. There. All right, Josh. Where can other people talk about hot twink action? <laughs> well, they can they can go to unscriptedgaming.com. <laughs> there they can. Find we it. promise you nothing but the best. <laughs> hot twinks and even hotter takes. Huh? You okay, heard? But who's <laughs> we got we got twinks. We got Tifa. <laughs> twinks, Tifa, and takes. That's Tri yes, yes. Okay, Triple but who's T, who? The three T's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, this is the best outro ever. Unscriptedgaming.com. There you can find all of our twinks, all of our takes, and all the Tifa <laughs> content that we can post to you. Uh, if you want to follow us on our socials, we're on Facebook at Unscripted Game Podcast, on the formerly Bird app known as X, now at Unscript underscore Gaming. Uh, you can get us on soundcloud.com slash unscripted-gaming. There you can find links to all of our audio versions of the podcast on all the podcatchers, your 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 Googles, your Apples, your Pocket Casts, your Stitchers everywhere. So thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. My name um, is uh, Mike. Uh, my name is Ray. A.K.A. Twinktastic. Peace. Dibs on Tifa. <laughs>